there, security peeps. It's Brent Houston again, and it's time once again for the stateofsecurity.com podcast. I'm coming to you from Down Island today. It's uh, warm and sultry, 86 degrees in the sun, hanging out down here. And this time around, I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I just uh, reached out to a bunch of my friends and I asked them to let me know what was the number one thing that they learned last year in 2015 about information security. And so on this podcast today, that's what you're going to hear. Uh, I had some folks call in, I had some folks send MP3s in, but you're going to hear them talk about what their single greatest lesson was last year about information security. So we're getting ready. Here they come. I'm just going to bring them in and let them introduce themselves where they did. Uh, I may have to interject a couple of names in between, but otherwise this is going to be straight from their mouths. For all of you folks who did contribute and uh, left messages and got on the podcast, thank you so much for sharing your insights with myself and our listeners. Again, we'll be back shortly, but until then, enjoy the expertise from the community. Hi, Brent. This is Aaron Bedra, just calling uh, in regards to your podcast about the biggest InfoSec revelation from 2015. And uh, I don't think I have a, a, a big revelation this year. Um, you know, as, as most of us know, security hasn't changed much uh, in the past few years. But uh, I think uh, with my new role in healthcare, uh, one of my biggest eye-openers was actually uh, kind of how behind healthcare technology actually is in, in the real world, especially in the United States, and uh, how much of a change we need to make to uh, secure our, our country's uh, healthcare information and, and personal and private data. So I think... Uh, one of the biggest things I'd like to see change in the next few years is is a pretty significant investment in healthcare, healthcare organizations, and uh, how we how we structure uh, our privacy laws and and protect our our, our insured Americans. But uh, I think that's my my biggest thing I'd like to see for the next uh, couple of years, rather than really a revelation. But uh, best of uh, of luck in 2016, and hope we can talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Brent. This is Chad Sturgill. Uh, thank you for reaching out, uh, asking me to be a part of your podcast. Uh, the question you asked was, what is the biggest thing I learned about InfoSec in 2015? Uh, first, I would have to say that the biggest thing I learned this year uh, while practicing information security wasn't so much an InfoSec-related lesson as much as it was a life lesson. Uh, I learned that the correct path or best path may not be the chosen path. Um, as industry experts, we need to see that even when choices are made that seem to defy our recommendations, that there quite possibly are other or alternate methods that we can get uh, to or should take uh, to get to the correct end results. Uh, we should not be focused on the minutia of the in-the-moment decisions, but rather uh, keep our eye on the prize. And uh, don't let the decisions that get made against what seems to be the best choice uh, at the time become a personal barrier to doing your job and doing what's best for the company and for your customers. Uh, remember that it's not about you. Uh, leave your ego at the door and work as a team towards the common goal. If you don't know what that common goal is, I suggest you find out. Uh, things will uh, appear to fall in place uh, even when it gets uh, hard and even when your opinion wasn't the popular one. 
just remain positive. Don't resort to complaining or negativity, but rather be the light in the darkness at the moment. People rec will recognize that as a, as a very positive trait, and soon you'll find uh, yourself in a much better reduced stress and fun environment that seemed nearly impossible before. Uh, that's a lesson I learned this year, and uh, I hope it helps somebody along the way. I know it's not necessarily technical, but uh, hope that helps, and I uh, really appreciate being a part of the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Brent. This is Dave. Uh, the biggest lesson learned probably in 2015 regarding InfoSec is it's not really – you can prep all you want for vulnerabilities, for attacks, for what you do, but it's really how you respond. You've got to have a solid plan in place. Spend the time with the organization, the business. IT, risk, get everybody on board, even audit. It's like, okay, we have a vulnerability. Here's what we need. We've had a breach. Here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to think about. Here's how we need to attack. Having everybody organized on the same page and executing really is a key for, you know, something that I've learned. Hi, this is Alex Sutton. And I think the thing that I learned in 2015 about information security is that you really can have an effective detect and respond hunt team uh, if you structure your network right, if you use a little bit of machine learning, uh, and you have really great analysts at the keyboard. My name is Johnny Chua, and I am a security engineer at Microsoft. One of the most important things I've learned in InfoSec is it can be a scary world out there. You know, I enjoy working in InfoSec as its landscape is constantly changing. It's like the Industrial Revolution occurring in the Wild West 300 years ago. The frontier is fully ahead of us. Discoveries and creations are being made and evolving constantly. Everyone is jumping into the technology bandwagon, hoping to make it big. A lot of good comes from this. We evolve, we adapt. We advance from a tremendous amount of creativity and persistence. Unfortunately, there are always the bandits, too. The outlaws, the train robbers, the gunslingers, the masked bank robbers. Infosec would be the lawmen, marshals, and rangers of the time. Uh, progress and advancement of the society can be achieved through lawful civility. Occasionally, it appears to be a daunting task to keep the bad guys at bay, but the work is getting done. InfoSec is constantly evolving as a result of steps made towards what was not possible before, but can now be done, can be done better, or can be done faster. 300 years ago, for those who stayed behind, the frontier was wild. But to the pioneers who braved on, there was a world of possibility and discoveries and a possible pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Similarly, in InfoSec, we have achieved much, but there is a universe of possibilities out there that we are not even aware of. To the uninitiated, it is a very scary world. To the trained eye, well, it is also still a very scary world, but only because there is miseducation out there, there is ignorance, and perhaps there is also a sense of apathy to the need for information security. There is a lot of work to be done. We need talent. We need persistence. Check out information security. It is possible to secure our assets. It just needs to be done. It's a collective effort to make this a less scary world. This is Josh Anderson, and the biggest thing I learned 
about InfoSec in 2015 is that it actually is really important to know your environment. Probably something I should have known all along, but uh, finally kind of saw the value in it in some things that I did in 2015. It drives accuracy, it drives agility, and in the end it can end up amounting to a lot less work if you truly know your environment. I think uh, to get a good handle on your environment, you need to have strong asset inventory, you need to have accurate network diagrams, you need to know what user and what service accounts are in your environment, where you know where they authenticate to, what they can do, and finally I'd say a, a strong logging program, knowing where your logs go, how you review them, making sure all the data is there that you'd want to retain, and, and in the end I, I think if you know your environment, you can generate some great metrics and, and again, uh, be a truly agile and value add to your business. And knowing your environment helps you respond to pretty much any new threat that uh, you can't plan for. Hi, I'm Jim Clune with Microsoft and I've been asked to come up with what I think uh, is the biggest thing I learned the most important novel, interesting thing I learned in 2015 about InfoSec. And unfortunately, I got nothing. I mean, I've learned some things that are new to me. Uh, I know more about uh, the Internet of Things, and I know more about um, industrial control systems than I did before. And all that's fascinating. But unfortunately, what I've really learned about InfoSec in 2015 is just the hard lesson that I already knew. And that's the extent to which Information security is fundamentally a human problem that cannot be solved by buying technology. I mean, too often, and I'm seeing this constantly, companies, rather than do the human part, the education, the structuring, the communication, it's hard. You know, what they'll do is they'll buy stuff. They'll buy a SIM. They'll buy something, like piling money in front of an altar, lighting it in the hopes that the demon you know, will go away, will stay away from you just by spending the money. Often the stuff isn't even properly configured. That's it. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned in 2015 is something I already knew, that if you want to attack information security in your organization, you have to look at your people in your human organization first before you do anything technical. Um, sorry for that. It's not particularly exciting, but it's the it's the unfortunate and very real truth. That's it. Thanks. I guess the biggest thing that I've uh, seen uh, in information security in 2015 isn't really something new, but it's reinforced the idea that a majority of individuals are inconsistent uh, with their words and their actions. Um, we've made tremendous strides in information security over the past years. You know, multi-factor is becoming more and more available. Uh, information about security and breaches and best practices has become more accessible for the general population. Um, but individuals don't really use the tools, uh, but they profess their concern over the breaches and exploitation. And I find this uh, very difficult to understand where their words and their actions are so, uh, so far apart. But I think part of it is that uh, as a society, we've created kind of moral hazards. Many times the innocent end up paying for the cost for others' incompetence, neglect, uh, or not understanding. See it uh, in financial institutions uh, every day. The ones incurring the millions of dollars of loss, 
for credit card breaches uh, caused by by vendors or merchants. Um, they're the ones that actually are bearing the cost for others' incompetence. And so it doesn't encourage really the vendors or or the merchants to do anything about it or make the investments um, or really care. It is a it is a moral hazard. We are moving towards better alignment of these cause of breaches and incurring the costs and, and that's a good thing. I hope that it will allow people to align their words and their actions, um, what they profess and what they do uh, better uh, if we can um, if we can help reduce those moral hazards. Uh, nothing in life is free. Um, we all have to take personal accountability for information security. Uh, and when we take care of it as an individual, we are helping society as a whole. I think that's probably the biggest thing that has that I've seen in, in, in 2015 um, is some movement in the right direction towards uh, aligning responsibilities um, and then also the, the true realization that even as we become more sophisticated with the tools available to users and businesses, uh, they still aren't uh, taking the time and effort to actually uh, use what's becoming more readily available. Anyway, that's my InfoSec 2015. This is Kurt Likens. Have a great day. This is Rob Rodriguez. And the single most important thing I learned about InfoSec in 2015 is that you can't do it alone. While I'm not new to the InfoSec world, I am new to being an InfoSec manager. 2015 marked the first time I've had other InfoSec professionals reporting to me. Knowing that I had to make the policies, that I had to make the procedures, that I had to buy the technologies and get them implemented to protect our company was a daunting task. Luckily, I had a group of other professionals I could reach out to to get their ideas and opinions on different items. Having that group of people who've been there and done that, who've succeeded and failed, who have the best interests of the InfoSec security in mind, has been something that's been invaluable to me this past year. Now, these are people that I've worked with, people that I've met at industry conferences. These are podcast hosts. These are even trusted vendors. Knowing that these people have been in the same situations and have the same goals in mind as me is something that has helped so much this past year. Now, if you're an InfoSec and you don't have a group of people you can reach out to, if you don't have a trusted peer group that you feel comfortable asking questions to, I suggest that you change that in 2016. Reach out to those people that you see at the conferences. Talk to your vendors. Go to IT conferences and befriend people who are in the same situation as you and reach out to these people. You will find that it will help out so much in the future. Now, 2015 was a great year for me. I learned a lot and I made some great friendships. I'm looking forward to 2016 where I can leverage some of that knowledge and continue meeting even more people in the community. Brent, thanks for all you do and I hope to see you soon. Hi, this is Bill Samf, and I'm a software security architect with products of Innovative New Technology. What I learned about InfoSec in 2015 is that remediation of software vulnerabilities actually is hard. For the first time, I was put in a position where I'm both finding vulnerabilities in applications and then also actively working with the developers to remediate providing guidance and actual over-the-shoulder code work, 
not I had have done one or the other many many times in the past. This is the first time I've genuinely done both on the same app, and I can see now so much more clearly the tie-in between how hard it is to do the things that are listed on the vulnerability assessment report and why doing triage of the reports and genuinely linking the actual vulnerability to the code so that the developer does not have to do that work and they can focus on writing good code is of the utmost importance in actually solving the problem of application security. So that's what I learned in 2015 in InfoSec, and I hope I can work towards solving that problem in 2016. And now, here's a message from Lisa Wallace. So, the most important security lesson in 2015. I don't know that this is a new lesson, but I can tell you in the last year or so, my thoughts on this have become a lot more condensed. Um, I begin to understand it a little bit better. I heard a speaker say once, and I'm going to say it was Mike Spaulding, and I'll apologize to him if it wasn't, you can't pay someone to care. The original context was in outsourcing, but the more time goes on and the more I look at the breaches and other things that are happening, ground zero is always your humans. It's the person behind the keyboard. You can't buy yourself a widget, you can't buy yourself a technology, and it pains me to say this, you can't buy enough buttons to get yourself out of that. So what do you do about that? You've got to engage your people. So if you have created a culture where everyone is told to basically sit down, shut up, don't question anything, do your job, you're prime candidate for a breach. They're going to click the fish, they're not going to think about it. I was told to show up and do these things. How do you create that culture where if you want someone to feel invested in the company, they need to feel like the company is invested in them? I think it starts with the training, but it doesn't start with the training of someone in, up in a blackboard telling everyone here's what you do and how you do it. Explain the how, where, why, engage them. I don't know how to do that across the board, but I, think we, I don't think we're asking that question well enough. I love phishing programs, but again, there's a certain element of we're trying to catch you in there. How do you educate people? There's also the element of the business versus security. Security is seen as the big bad wolf. We're not gonna go to them because they always say no. So they spend their efforts, instead of partnering with security, with finding a way around them. And that's not good for anybody. So how can you, again, spin your culture so that security is an equal partner with the business? We are not the big bad wolf. We are the how do we come together and solve this problem in a way that works for everybody. It may not be the widget you wanted over here, but it may be the widget over in this corner that's got a completely different rule set, completely different setup, and that will work for your project. I don't think the two halves are working together as well as they could. So to me, that's where it comes from. We need to do a better job with the people and quit worrying so much about the technology. And now I guess I'll close the show with my own lesson from 2015. I think the single biggest thing I learned about the InfoSec community in 2015 is just how wonderful, warm, and rich the community actually is. So many folks reached out and have helped with the podcast, gave me feedback, participated, and really just left some great messages. I had some great conversations this year, and in 2015, I really just stopped going on the road and focused on social media to talk with folks and, and focused on the podcast 
and I was amazed at the outpouring of support and the overwhelming positive responses I got. So many folks wanting to engage, wanting to continue to communicate, and just bringing forth such a warm and wonderful amount of friendship. For that, I am very, very grateful. I hope that you learned a lot of lessons about InfoSec and even about life through this podcast. This, I'd have to say, has been one of my favorite episodes to record and put together. I am trying some new things here. I'm building this in GarageBand for the first time. So if there are some hiccups, as always, please bear with me. I am trying to improve. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and with the StateOfSecurity.com podcast. We're going to be continuing this year, putting together some great interviews, talking to more folks, and we want to hear from you. Reach out on Twitter and give me a message at L-B-H-U-S-T-O-N. That's at L-B-H-U-S-T-O-N. And let me know some of the things that you'd like to talk about on the podcast. We get you on. We can talk about uh, some of your life lessons and how they've applied to InfoSec, some of the things that you've learned. Ultimately, I want this podcast to be about the human side of information security. What are the things that we're learning from the lessons that happen in the boardroom, the computer room, and out there in real life? Let's bring those back and let's share them with the community that's been just so warm and loving to all of us. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and continue to check out statussecurity.com. We'll talk to you soon. Hope you're having a great day.